Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorization number TP slash 01005. Play USA, thanks to Yonex. High-quality performance tennis products crafted in Japan. Check out their latest range at yonex.com. Welcome to our November edition of Play USA, our last episode of the year where we chat with Cody Pearson, who is from Sydney and is going into his senior year at the University of Tulsa. Cody made the quarterfinals of the Bendigo Challenger at the start of the year and was also awarded the 2022 American Athletic Conference Player of the Year. How did you get to the University of Tulsa? I went on a few recruiting trips. I went to Texas A&M, Tennessee, and also Tulsa. The coach who I was working with at the time in the National Academy was uh, Dave Moore. So he was actually very good friends with the assistant coach at the time at Tulsa, who was an Australian from Perth, uh, Clifford Marslin. So he got me in touch with Tulsa. And yeah, I went on my visits. Initially, I just only went on the first two to Texas A&M and Tennessee, then came home, did my HSC, uh, got all my high school out of the way, and then kind of just like looked a bit deeper into it. Because when I was looking into college tennis initially, I, I started looking in very late. Like I wasn't that set on it until probably two or three months before I finished high school. And then so yeah, I went on my recruiting trips pretty late, uh, crammed them in and then went over to to A&M, Tennessee, came home, did my HSC and then went back over and just visited Tulsa, played a few futures and then went to Europe. And then I just, yeah, I connected really well with the coaching staff, thought it was a great opportunity with like combining the academic and the tennis side because it's a private school. Academics are held very highly. Uh, and yeah, I just saw a very good opportunity to work my way up the lineup. Yeah, so it was also a small school. So it wasn't like... I would get lost in the system or get lost in like the big, big college environment. So I just thought it was going to be a, an easy transition from what I had here over there, especially with having like another Aussie there who was the assistant coach. It would have been a smooth transition. So, yeah, that was a big factor in me going to Tulsa. I mean, many Australian juniors, you know, top level juniors have that option of playing ITF challenger tournaments or going down the college pathway. What was that? decision for you why did you choose or elect the college system rather than going straight into ITFs I had a good uh, support team around me I mean my dad's been my coach since I was very very young since I pretty much started Um, I've come from a very strong tennis family with my grandparents owning a big squash and tennis center here I also uh, went out into the national academy from a young age as well and did some work out there and I was just I was progressing really well I also didn't think that I was physically strong enough yet to go out onto the tour straight out of juniors. And I didn't think I was mentally prepared enough to just throw myself out there straight on the tour. It's grueling sometimes. It's tough. It's it's not all flowers and rainbows out there. It's yeah, you, you end up in some pretty some pretty tough locations and just to 
to fighting your way through it. But I felt that the college environment gave me a few years to kind of physically develop, mentally prepare myself for it, and kind of gave me a little bit of time to to think, is this really what I want to do? Because, I mean, the college tennis environment is a very, very high level. It wasn't that I was missing out on anything like straight out of high school. It wasn't like I was missing out on that top level tennis. I mean, you, you see in recent years, some of these guys, I mean, my first year of college, I played JJ Wolf, who's now he's top, what, top 60 in the world, making finals of ATP events. I mean, it's not like, yeah, it's not like the college tennis is that far below whether it is, I don't even think it is below futures level. I think the top level college tennis is, I mean, at least high futures level or challenger level. So I thought it was, yeah, it was a good opportunity for me to just develop all areas of my game. And yeah, I mean, I had all the facilities there, everything covered. And it also, I felt coming straight out of high school in, onto the tour, if I wasn't fully prepared, I would have blown a lot of funding straight out and I wouldn't have had that same funding where when I'm going to transition at the end of next semester when I graduate when I go out and play futures I wouldn't have that funding anymore because I would have blown it all when I was underprepared so basically you have the the same level of matches as what you would be doing playing futures tournament but the school's funding all these matches you get free academics basically great training great you know environment whereas if you were doing that home in sydney you'd be having to find that all by yourself especially when i'm over there i don't i don't uh like i'm I'm extremely grateful for it but i'm i don't like acknowledge it enough that the support that we have around us over there like we have strength and conditioning trainer when on call whenever we need him we have uh a physiotherapist on call whenever we need them we have nutritionists on call whenever we need them psychologists on call whenever we need them our coaches are on call whenever we need them. We have good training partners uh, all the time. So it's not like that, like it's it's so comfortable over there, so, so comfortable. And it's, I mean, my apartment's 50 metres from our tennis facility. It's 50 metres from uh, the gym and the physio. So uh, the convenience over there is second to none. And I mean, it's for sure the best decision I ever made. And I'm I'm so happy that I decided to to take the college path. So you went on a couple of college tours looking at um, University of Tennessee, Texas A&M, and obviously where you are now at the University of Tulsa. So what was it about the University of Tulsa that you decided to elect over the other two schools? When I visited Texas A&M, they have uh, Steve Denton, who's the head coach there, who former top 20, maybe even top 10 singles player, but definitely a top 10 doubles player in the world. And he actually came out to Australia for the Australian uh, the showdown uh, in December one year and he he watched me play and he we got talking exchanged details got talking and then he uh, he recruited me over to come on a visit I got offered a good scholarship to go there everything was fine it was just that I, I was going to be playing either pretty low in the lineup or fighting for a spot and they were a top I think they finished final four the year before they were a very strong program which was great would have been perfect for me but yeah I would have been fighting for a spot and I in the back of my head, I was like, okay, I'm going over to play college tennis. I want to play. I don't want to be, I don't want to be on the bench. I don't want to be doing this. I, and then Tennessee kind of struggled a little bit because they had a transition uh, between uh, their head coach. He got moved on. So their assistant got moved up into the head coach's role. They had a new assistant coach come in and um, they just had like few issues for a little while with, with uh, scholarship 
they it was a little bit disjointed with um the old head coach um he he gave away a scholarship that was probably not in the right areas so yeah when i went over there tennessee kind of ruled out pretty quickly and then it tossed up between tulsa and texas a&m and then i was like okay i'll be fighting for my spot in at texas a&m but i'll be playing definitely middle of the lineup my first year for tulsa so i was like okay tossed up my options and then i was just like okay i'm gonna go lock in tulsa academics i thought were gonna be were better uh tennis wise i thought maybe texas a&m was a better school at the time uh was a bit uh, tennis wise but i just thought long term it would have been a, a better op- option for me to to choose Tulsa and I think it has been you, you want to get better matches and you know you're playing number one yeah. uh, you, you're about to go into your senior year and as you said you played JJ Wolf who's now on the ATP tour Ben Shelton who just also on the ATP tour so you're still getting you know better matches and if you ask yourself the question well do I want better players to train with or do I actually want to play better matches um, I think <laughs> most players are going to say I want to play better matches because that's where you get the most uh, improvement for long-term um, tennis yeah. development yeah no that's that's for sure I mean uh, we're pretty lucky where we are in Tulsa and Oklahoma that we're pretty central to most places. Like we're not on a coast. that's like a, it's a mission to get to the other side. Like everything's within a two, two and a half hour flight away. Um, so yeah, we're pretty lucky. I'm grateful that our coaches, we, we schedule a pretty tough schedule every year. So we have the schools around us like TCU where Cam Norrie went. We have the Texas Longhorns. We have Baylor who, these schools are always top 10, top 15 programs. So uh, we play them pretty much year in, year out. Also, our conference matches are pretty tough. We have – so we have eight teams in our conference at the moment. Seven of, seven of them were ranked top 40 last year. So pretty lucky with the schedule we have. So I'm always always getting good matches, always putting myself out there and competing at a high level. So whether I was at Texas A&M or at, at Tulsa, I probably still would have got good matches, but I thought it was, I had a chance to to start in a cemented spot that I wasn't fighting for a spot on the team and I could work my way up. So I started, yeah, first year at number four at Tulsa, finished the year at number two. And then from sophomore year on, I've, I've played one there. So yeah, for yeah, three, four years now, I've I've played, competed against some of the best players in college tennis. So it's yeah, it's been a good experience. And you, you just finished your junior year last, uh, well, this year rather in the in the spring, you went uh, sixteen and seven. You got the AAC Player of the Year award. Congrats, congrats on that. You've played a hundred matches over your entire collegiate journey. How has this helped transitioning onto the pro tour? I mean, I think it's been a, a huge assistive tool to get in uh, transition onto the pro tour because. I mean, in college tennis, you kind of you're playing for more than yourself. You're playing for your team. You're playing for your school. You're playing for your coaches. You're playing for your mates around you. You're playing for everything, and it's a different type of pressure. It's a no ad scoring system, so every point's magnified. You lose concentration for a point or two, and you could be down a break. And yeah, I mean, it's it's a tough format, but I think it kind of it distinguishes between the good players and the great players in college tennis are the ones that are locked in for a long period of time that have that strong concentration span. But I also think it makes it easier when you move out onto the pro tour that you kind of, you don't have all that added pressure on you. It's more so playing for yourself. The only difference is that it's, it's not as easy and not as convenient playing on the pro tour because you've got to organize your travel, your, your food, your everything. That part is, I mean, that's a part that I still need to, I still need to get better at and I still need to mature in that area. But 
that'll come with time. But yeah, in college tennis, I mean, competing at that level week in, week out, it kind of like, I think it hardens you for, for the tour. I mean, I've prided myself on being super fit, being like fitness has never been an issue of mine on the court. I, I've, I've played long, long matches, never once lost a match due to fatigue. But in college, one of my first college matches, that like, came down to me and I was the clinch match. And it, was, it wasn't fatigue, but it was just that, that different emotion that I hadn't felt before. And I just felt like my legs started to get very heavy, started to get, started to cramp a little bit. And I was, I was in the back of my head. I'm thinking like, geez, these are, these are some new feelings. I've never had this, uh, these problems before. But then I sat down with my coaches after the match. I was lucky enough to, to get a win and uh, get the team home that day. But I sat down with the coaches after the match and was just like, okay, I think need to improve some areas of training. I mean, this is, I'm not, I'm not feeling like I'm fit enough at the, at the moment. And they just sat me down and they're like, okay, no, there's no problem with your fitness, but it's just, you need to accept that these emotions, you get, they're going to happen and you just need to find different ways of dealing with the pressures and just channel your, your thoughts. And then they organized me with uh, seeing a psychologist to try and have just, just some consistent like habits and stuff on the court. And yeah, for a few years now, I've, uh, yeah, I've been seeing a psychologist weekly and, no, I think it's been great for me, yeah. And as you said, you're in a, such a high-pressure environment. You're fighting for a spot. How do you think the ecologiate pathway journey has helped with um, certain character attributes? So I came in, yeah, young. I was When I came in uh, straight out of high school, like I was one of the younger – I was definitely the youngest guy on the team, but I was also like a – I was a consistent player, singles and doubles lineup. I mean, I was playing – as I said, I started at four in singles, played maybe a handful of matches until I got moved up to three. And then halfway through the season, I got moved up to two. So it was kind of, from a young age, I had a little bit of pull on the team because I, I was also one of the one of the top guys on the team. And then from then on, playing number one, I kind of, myself and one of my other teammates, we kind of took on like a leadership role. And I felt feel like it's, it's really helped me kind of mature as a person, being a leader, having to lead by example and everything like that. I felt that that was that was something that I've improved at over the years because I was young I was immature I made bad decisions like some dumb decisions on court I attitudes come a long way on court what does a normal day look like for you because obviously you've got study hall classes got to go to the athletic training center tennis practice how do you fit all this into one day what does that whole sort of structure look like for us we usually we have weights at say 6 30 in the morning so we get up get up, say, 5.45, get some breakfast, shower, get some breakfast, get up and going. Um, I, as I said earlier, we live well, where, where our apartments are, are, like 50 metres from the from the gym. So it's very convenient. So, yeah, we wandered, wandered down to the gym for 6.30 start. Uh, we lift weights for about an hour because some of us have uh, 8 a.m. classes. So, yeah, we lift until, say, 7.30, get uh, have a snack get back and shower go to classes and then uh training uh, we have classes throughout the the morning most of the time that's how we try and organize our schedules and then we have practice from say two to five uh in the evening and then we play uh, then we do some conditioning after practice and then we also um we organize individual sessions with our coaching staff and we do some, yeah, just some individual specific stuff. Each of us try and get in at, at least two a week, sometimes three. We meet with uh, the physios when needed 
they're usually always there before practice, after practice. We meet with them after weights. So they're always there when we need it. So it's on us to to make use of their time and to to be proactive with it and not let things slip until it's too late. So yeah, we try and do our best to get on top of it and utilize their time to the best of our ability. And then we usually get probably four to five hours of practice a day, most days, and then study in the afternoon. I've, I've been lucky enough to keep my grades up pretty high. So I, I don't have those study hours that some of the, some of my teammates do. But yeah, I just, I study in my own time in the evenings and then, yeah, it all gets repeated the next day. That's an intense schedule. And do you get much time to leave the University of Tulsa, go off campus, appreciate the city a little bit, see some of the cultural and social differences that an Australian would experience in the US? Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I was a little bit of a fish out of water when I first got there. I've grown up very close to the beach, being a very big beach goer, and then turning up to Tulsa, I think seven, eight hours from the closest beach, being so landlocked, I was a little, yeah, a little like, not uncomfortable, but it, it was, it took me a bit by surprise initially being like, okay, this is home for the next four or five years. But as I've been there, I've grown to love it more and more each year. I mean, I appreciate just the uh, the surroundings, the cultural differences. I mean, I've I've done things that I've never never experienced back here. I mean, one of our head coach has a ranch, so we go out there. He's got uh, a lot of cattle, and we just yeah spend spent some time out there. I mean, it's just great experiences and. Yeah, we, we get to go off campus quite a bit because, I mean, the big difference between our campus and some of the uh, and some of the other bigger colleges is that we're not really a college city or not really a college town. So the city still runs itself, but it's not surrounded by our campus. So there's a life on campus and there's also a life off campus, which is which has been great. I mean, yeah, we get out, go to some restaurants every now and then with the team. Also, Oklahoma City's not too far away. So we try and get down a couple of times a semester and watch some NBA games. So I've really enjoyed just the, the life on campus, but also experiencing the life off campus. You're right. I mean, many other schools are basically just college towns. Like, uh, I don't know if you've played many SEC schools, but Mississippi State in Stark, Oxford, many college kids want to go to a school where there is a big more of a city life because it's sort of more of a representation or a cultural representation if you like from what they'd be from home whether it be Perth, Sydney or Melbourne you know Tulsa has a population of 400,000 which is that's still a pretty big city now you've played with fellow Aussie Connor DeMarco you guys went 11 and 6 you know this season and how is it playing with another Australian? I've enjoyed it a lot playing with Connor I mean we understand each other's game we've kind of taken on our individual roles as a doubles combination. I mean, and I just feel like we kind of understand the game of doubles a little bit more than say some of the Europeans or some of the, like some of the foreigners. Yeah. I feel like we're both of our games are pretty, we're pretty comfortable coming forward and finishing at the net. And we like to, we do like to get in a little bit. I mean, yeah, as I said earlier, we take, we take taken on our individual roles. Connor's the more solid one is a bit of a rock at the back of the court doesn't miss many returns and it gives me the freedom to kind of swing out a little bit and go for it a bit more so I feel like we've co- combined really well we've also played together for the last say two or three seasons or two and a half because the COVID year got got cut in half but yeah, I've enjoyed it for sure playing with him just having that consistent doubles partner that we kind of we understand each other's games now a little bit more so hoping to 
rip in and have a big season going into my last season. Obviously, you're back in Sydney. Um, you're going to go to Tulsa starting in the spring in January. Are you looking to play in Playford and Sydney towards the end of the year? So No, I just got back from Europe. I was over there playing. I played a few pro tour tournaments. I also played some league matches over there. So I just got back. I took a little. I took a week or so off, and then I getting back into train. I got back into training after that. So I didn't. I decided not to play Playford, but I'm going to play Sydney. Then I'm going to play Terralgan. There's two tournaments in Terralgan coming up uh, later in the year, and then also myself, Adam Walton, and Josh Charlton. We got selected to go into the World University Games. So that's going to be played in uh, on Fleur in France. So yeah, we're heading down to that or heading over to that in the uh, end of November. So we'll be over there for about a week and a half. It's a team, three boys, three girls. So yeah, we're the boys and then the the girls, I think it's Petra Hall, Tanika McGiffin, and Catherine Aioli. So, yeah, no, it should be a good experience. I played the World University Games a few years ago, but it was more of a tournament-based, like individual tournament-based event, whereas this is more of a team event. So, no, it'd be interesting. Cody, best of luck for the World Tour Games going into the spring of next year. Wishing you all the best for the future. Thank you. Thank you. A big thank you to Cody for coming on our last episode for the year as we wish him all the best for the University Games before he jets off to the States for his senior year. We would like to thank all of our student athletes for coming on this year's podcasts as well as our listeners for tuning in each month wherever you may be. You can listen to previous episodes of Play USA through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or by visiting thefirstserve.com.au. We look forward to relaunching our podcast next year. See you in 2023. The First Serve is your home of tennis at thefirstserve.com.au. Log on to find out all the details of our live radio show, other podcasts, read weekly features by our team of writers, and follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.